Hey, Nelson, I'm an addict. Drugs, alcohol, gambling, food, pizza. Actually, pizza is food, isn't it? Anyway, I, <laughs> I'm a recovering addict from lots of things. That is not my real name, though. It's a pen name that I use here at LOL Sober. Uh, according to the Hallmark Channel and every commercial on TV right now, this is the happiest time of the year, right? And some days it does feel like that. I have a great life. I love my wife and kids. My job's awesome. I can buy presents for people this holiday season. Uh, I live somewhere that has a vibrant recovery community. Helps me keep helps keep me uh, out of trouble most of the time anyway. Um, so it's nice. A lot of these days in December and November and early January, it's nice to have the holidays approaching. But the longer I get sober, the more I realize how tricky this six-week window is. And it really is. From Thanksgiving through New Year's, I really think it has to be the most intense combination of outside factors that all conspire and can really wreck your sobriety, even if you don't drink. Um, I know it's not exactly a novel idea. I remember people, I got sober in November of 2008, and I just remember people from like day one, of recovery saying, Hey, be careful during this one, two, three punch of Thanksgiving, Christmas, and new year. So I didn't invent this idea, but, um, but I do have some thoughts about it. I'm not, I'm not even talking necessarily about physical relapse, although this is a very difficult time for that. I worry about it. I think about it every single day. Like I don't want to drink or drug again. Um, you know, I'm mostly though, um, I have put together some time now and I'm thinking, um, more about how you can do 11 months of work on building up your spiritual force field and then you watch as it just gets eaten away by the season and I mean just think about the number of potholes we're dealing with in the world during this time period there's a bunch of obvious stuff but then there's some some things that as I get older they just I realize they're sneaking up on me and they cause all sorts of less obvious issues but Let's start with the obvious, just to think about traveling. I mean, traveling is hard. I, no explanation necessary. I think everybody gets that. Uh, second thing, structure disappears. Um, as much as a nine-to-five job and the kids in school all day, it can be unrelenting for the other 46 weeks of the year. There is a certain rhythm to it where you at least have some guardrails every day. You have like a schedule. You know what you need to do. And the holidays... Not so much. Structure disappears. Uh, third thing that came to mind, money. Anybody else spend too much and end up with your fist balled up uh, as you look at your bills roll in during December? Because that's certainly the case here. Uh, fourth thing, drinking. I, I don't have a ton of parties and drinking in my life anymore, even during the holidays, but there's definitely more of it around this time of year. Holiday parties and family get-togethers, and there's a lot of drinking. Um, usually doesn't bother me usually, but um, but on the wrong day, it, it just it ain't fun. I'm I'm not thinking that I'm gonna grab a bottle and drink it myself, but it's just not just like beyond having fun around other drunk people. It's just not that fun. Uh, another thing, a dip in meetings. I do a pretty good job of staying active in recovery throughout the holidays. I don't take six weeks off. That's for sure. I try not to take six hours off. Um, but there's no question, my meeting attendance, it dips a little bit when I'm traveling over the holidays. It's just, it's inevitable. And when all those things I already listed are happening also, the money, the, the parties, the traveling, no structure, 
when all those things are, are going on and I go to three meetings a week instead of four or five, you can imagine how that works out for me. It's not great. So those are obvious. Those are like, okay, everybody knows those. But I wanted to talk also about a couple of things that I find to be pretty, very stealthy disruptors of emotional sobriety. Uh, and I definitely sound like an old dude when I'm talking about these, but I'm going to do it anyway. Um, one is darkness. You know, it freaking gets dark at like 4.30 right now where I live. And I know it's a very old man thing to bring up, but literal darkness isn't great for the soul. And science says it's not great for human beings who are, are it doesn't matter if you're an addict or not. Um, you know, you want sunlight in your life. And when you're two hours away from dinner and the sun is already gone for the day, there's just like no way doesn't play a tiny part in in my mood. Another thing, the cold. Um, <laughs> I live somewhere, you know, on the uh, in in New England, and it uh, it's cold in the winter. You know, if you're listening to this and you live in California, maybe maybe you don't have this, but maybe it's 58 degrees instead of 78, and like that's cold. That's colder than usual too. So. Um, I actually prefer cold weather to hot weather. It's, it's my personal preference, but I don't care who you are, even if you love the winter. 19 degrees Fahrenheit in the darkness of 4.45 p.m., that is not exactly uh, a mood booster, you know? Another thing, sneaky, sneaky factor this time of year, the, the calendar. There's something about the end of the year and the beginning of a new one that can feel like one chapter closing and a new fresh one, an open book, an open road, beginning. And that can be exciting and a good opportunity for growth, which is probably why so many people, like almost every person in America makes a New Year's resolution. It's probably why it's the end of one year, the start of a new one, open road, that whole thing. But there's also something to the idea that about 23% of people fail on New Year's resolutions in the first week. That's what a recent study found. That's one out of four people who makes a resolution. They don't make it seven days. And that's been the case for me. What, what I find is the end of the year can end up being, it could be an ugly moment too. It's like you sit down, you think about how much you suck, how your diet sucks, you don't work out enough, you don't tell your loved ones you love them enough, and all the other things. It, you can make like a list of how all the ways that you suck. And if that sounds like inventory work, a lot of people in recovery already do on a regular basis. I agree. I So I have found I don't need an extra moment to sit down and think about what I, all the stuff I screwed up this year and how I have to change it. So I'm not – I think the calendar matters. All right, this last thing uh, of the stealthy factors, uh, I, I call it sloth central. <laughs> you know, um, speaking of – Eating, which I've mentioned a few times in this this entry, um, I find myself easily turning into a total slug around the holidays. And it sounds great to kind of cut loose a little bit on a diet, eat some of those Christmas cookies, stay up late, wake up late, watch a bunch of sports, no work obligations, and all the stuff that comes with um, the holidays. But I actually, I find it, it's so easy to morph into a total slob around the holidays. And I do it. I do it. The last thing I need, I mean, I think I need this. I don't actually need it. And that's six weeks of me time. You know, just me. Anything I want, whenever I want, that's bad. 
I end up feeling so excited about the idea of sitting on a couch all day and relaxing and watching football and NBA games and bowl, college football bowl games and UFC fights. But it never quite plays out that way. I feel like a turd. It's not great. Um, and my kids are sitting around going nuts and I'm disengaged from them and I'm yet they're yelling at each other and it ends up being pretty miserable, that couch surfing thing. Well, so I'm, I'm not really sure this post has much of a point other than awareness. Like I just try to say it out loud cause I think people need to hear it. I think it's worth saying that out loud that the, the deck is stacked against recovery people this time of year. It's not insurmountable by any means. A lot of us have done it many times. Um, it's totally possible. Um, but emotional sobriety, way it, it, it can be tricky. And so I guess, I guess my suggestion would just be to think about that. You know, give, forgive yourself a little bit if there's any sort of, um, you know, any sort of things that you do that, oh, man, I wish I didn't eat so much. You know, just, just um, forgive yourself. And then I would say act accordingly. I'm trying to think about that this year. For me, that means... Loading up on meetings, don't slip, don't slip on meetings, you know, there's no reason for that, not with Zoom anymore, so I'm going to try to load up on meetings, even if most of them are on Zoom, it's something, you know, and I'm going to try to also make a lot of phone calls and then make more phone calls, and, you know, the more I think about it, the more I think, like, if we're all scuffling a little bit this time of year, why not consider it service work by checking in on a fellow drunk or three or five or ten, and then, do all that stuff and maybe maybe you'll be a slob on the couch for four hours but then make a few more phone calls balance it out you know so that seems like a good recipe i'm gonna give it a shot this holiday season thanks for letting me share